When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is having a great week. It's uh, got just less about a week away from Thanksgiving. And where has this month of November gone? Again, for those out there that are uh, avid listeners of Sustainable Success, we want to make sure that everyone has been putting together their specific goals and objectives for next year. Again, this was a, a year of transition, a year of reflection in terms of where you are and where you want to be. Again, if you need any help or any insight to that, feel free to reach out to us here at the Sustainable Success Radio Show at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. The uh, show today is being brought to you by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process and also helping p- families to shift from uh, codependent to interdependent uh, communication and behavioral uh, uh, structures. Again, you want to check them out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. And feel free to check out what they're doing, how you can get involved, where, maybe perhaps where you can benefit from what they're doing to help families like your, that you like yourself. And again, if you'd like to donate, uh, again, there's information there at efamovement.org. Again, for those that are new to Sustainable Success, you found us here on the Voice America Influencers channel, but you could also check us out on iTunes and Spotify, and of course, our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There we have many of our great guests that we had over the years that sharing their insights and wisdom as to uh, tips and, and processes to help scale your business and personal life to the next level. Today's show is going to be focusing around the subconscious power. In this case, subconscious power, use your inner mind to create the life You've always wanted. And again, we have Kimberly Friedmutter here with us today. And before I bring her on, she is a globally acclaimed celebrity hypnotist, former radio show host of KLSX 97.1 FM Los Angeles. She is a New York Times bestseller author of the book, which we're going to be hearing about today, Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. She's appeared on CNN, CNBC, Fox, NBC, ABC, TLC, HBO, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Oprah Magazine, Daily Mail, New York Post, Miami Herald, Boston Globe, Newsday, Washington Post, Woman's World. I could keep going on and on. I mean, she is in demand in terms of her wisdom and insight. Uh, Kimberly enjoys her private practice as a personal advisor in sports, entertainment, business, and personal matters. And she'll be sharing later today how you can find out more about getting in contact with her and some of the things that she'd like to offer you here today. And without further ado, we welcome Kimberly Friedmutter to the show. Kimberly, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Great. We're so glad to have you in. When, you know, when we think about subconscious power, I mean, this is such a great, you know, it's a great topic that we're talking today. And you're, you are a, a leading expert in this area we, you know, this was a very transformational type of year, maybe not for everyone, but for for a lot of people in terms of where they were and where they want to go. And 
Can you talk a little bit about the importance of the inner mind? Because a lot of times people have just been conditioned to kind of look outside of themselves for all these answers in terms of things that improve the quality of their lives, their businesses, and yet don't do enough going on in, in the inside. Why is the inner game or inner mind so important? Well, first of all, I think it's been super transformational for everyone, whether you, you know, wanted it or not. You know, the universe has a way of doing that to us. You know, you kind of get what you need, not necessarily what you want. And so I think on any level, if you were alive on the planet this year, you know, you experienced something, good or bad. And then even the bad, of course, we know, depending on how you um, interpret that, you know, turns into good, provided that you utilize, you know, it or whatever happened to you that way. However, the thing about looking outside is outside is very noisy. It's very chattery. And it's very cackly. And that hence has been the problem that we've experienced is that we haven't really gone interior and listened to our own voice because it's so loud out there. You know, I'm sure you've got people in your life who would love to tell you what you should be doing and what you should be eating and drinking and how you should be living your life. And we do seek outside influence and, and expertise, and that's a good thing on a level. But really, Really, the whole book was conceived of the notion and the idea that that sound and that volume is turned up so high to listen to others and to listen to the sound that's really pounding, pounding. I mean, even your own phone, your own device, your own latest model car that's, you know, beeping and telling you you're too close to this and you're too close to that. All of those things send that adrenal response. And so that adrenal response then is like seeking answers and looking for things outside of ourselves to fix the problem at hand, when in reality, the internal GPS is such a soft part of us, yet such a mighty part of us, and that internal GPS gets completely drowned out by that outside sound. So if, and I challenge listeners to take one week where you really internally focus on your gut impulses, your instincts, your primal drive, so that you listen and you attune to that, and now it becomes a little louder, you know, that tiny little whisper, that tap on the shoulder, go left, go right, did you close the garage door, did you turn off the oven, all of those simple things, did you make the right calls that are important to your business today, did you have a feeling, you know, that, oh, I'm thinking about Aunt Sally, I need to give her a call, all of those things are these gentle, quiet, little impulses. And when you take a week and you look at that and you really follow those, then you can assess at the end of that week, how did that week go? And I can promise you, hence the whole creation of the book, that your week will be smooth and it will go a lot better than if you've just been listening or not listening. You know, either way, either listening to the outside impulses or not listening at all to your interior. Yeah, no, so true. And when you, t- when you talk about subconscious power, you know, you know, getting into that, you know, people have heard that, you know, subconscious, you know, there's a conscious, the subconscious, uh, growth mindset, fixed mindset. There's so many different, er- you know, areas of this in this particular. Talk a little bit about how people can really tap in more into that subconscious power. What are some ways that people can kind of, you know, really start to listen for what the subconscious is telling them? Well, you. what's nice about us in general is that I like to say if you have a brain, you're in the game. So a lot of people will say, you know, can I be hypnotized? Can I experience trance? Because if we go back to what 
what your subconscious really is, is it's that part of you. I guess I should start with the consciousness and the subconsciousness. So consciousness, for those that don't know, I know that you're so good at this and you already know all of this, but for those listeners who haven't really experienced the two or the differences between the two is your conscious mind is your task maker and your task completer, mm. your calendar keeper. So everything that you do during your day and everything that you consciously think about, and surely you've heard the term. So that's all of the, the surface business of the day. The subconscious, sub meaning just below consciousness, is that part of us that runs us. That's the you inside of you. That's you that makes you different than your neighbor or your family members. And that part of us is our memories, our dreams, our soul, if you're spiritual at all, our um our symbolism, how we put form to the world, what means things to us, um, like I said, emotions, anything that has to do, obviously all of your immune system and all the scientific biological part of us too, but the part of how we experience those things in life. And so when you're in that mindset, there's a certain part of you, like for example, when you go to sleep. When you go to sleep and you start to drift off, that's trance. You're now in this trance state of the mind shutting down, the consciousness shutting down, and then lulling us into sleep. Now, it would be strange if you were from another planet and you see people vertical all day, you know, watching us as humans, and then all of a sudden we all kind of start to slow down, and then we start to lay down, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're not understanding like normal speech, right, because we're asleep. That's a strange thing, I mean, as a biological being. But the reason our mind does that and the reason it shuts us down is so that it can do all the heavy lifting, all the repair work, all the cellular work, all of those deep processes that keep us alive. You literally can die without sleep. And so what happens is that subconscious never rests. I mean, if you think about it from day in to the next day, it is completely, you know, um, working and working hard to your benefit. So during the day, our tendency is to not pay attention to it. However, just like you'll realize if, if you, you know, look at your laptop or your computer, you have a screensaver and it goes into that screen saving mode because it can't stay on, you know, in its normal drive mode forever. So it goes into this rest period. That's what trances to human beings. And so we go into trance many times a day. You'll experience it when you're driving. How did I get from point A to point B without really consciously thinking of it? When you look at a fire or you watch a kid, you know, child kicking a ball or an animal playing, you know, any of those things lull you into trance. Sometimes you open up the refrigerator door and you don't really remember why you even went to the refrigerator or what you were looking for. Those are trance moments. It's a complete completely natural state for us to do a little mental shutdown. During that time is when you might epiphanize. You may have like an aha moment or you may think, oh my goodness, I need to do something, you know, that I hadn't thought of before. That's when the information, the real information of us rises to the surface for us to pay attention to it. Likewise, the subconscious also protects us. So let's say that you suffer a traumatic event and it represses that information so that you don't have to, you know, consciously deal with it day after day until it's ready to be handled. So your subconscious is really 
the hero in our existence. And so listening to it, it will guide you. I mean, people, you know, laugh because there's really deep work to be done with the subconscious, but then there's also light, fluffy things like getting great parking spaces, finding lost things around your home or office, things that are little annoyances during the day that if you could really like smooth that out, it would make it nice. And so your subconscious goes from, you know, A to Z really of the workload that it's able to accomplish for us. Wow, that is so true. And that was a great breakdown of the difference uh, between both. And, you know, a lot of times I think people, while they think they might understand that, they might take certain things for granted. So I think uh, you really explained that really well. So, you know, when it comes to using that that subconscious power, you know, you know, talk a little bit about, again, like, you know, what are some ways that we can utilize that more now to make make any changes in our, in our, in our, uh, what we do in terms of like how we want to improve our businesses, our personal lives and so forth. So there's a great little exercise if you're game to do now, and you can actually even do it while you're driving or reading or whatever. Um, what you do is you just focus on a spot. If you're willing to play for a second with me, this is like the greatest catch-all of all time. And you may have heard of this, but it's using your peripheral vision to go into trance mode. And and the reason we want to go into trance at any point in time during the day is for different things, a myriad of things. Like, let's say that you're experiencing a negative emotion and you want to get out of that cyclical thinking. So, you know how we awfulize things like, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to make payroll or what am I doing this month, you know, with finances? Okay, turns into, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, and then pretty soon, you know, you're having an anxiety attack over something that could have been stopped had you had the tools. So one of the great tools for something like this is to stare straight ahead at a point that you're focusing on. So just find anything ahead of you. And like I said, you can do this while you're driving. You can do it while you're studying. It's actually a a tool that students use for testing. And I'll explain why in a minute. But what happens is you stare at this spot and then you let your eyesight diffuse from that spot while you're still staring at that spot. So basically you're engaging your peripheral vision. For those of you that don't know what peripheral vision is, it's the ability to see to either side of yourself without looking directly at either side of yourself. So you're able to diffuse and to soften your focus so that your eyesight spreads out so you can see the bigger picture. That's how it works in the mind. So you're staring at the spot in front of you. You now allow your eyesight to soften and to diffuse and take the focus off of that spot while still staring straight ahead at that spot. Can you feel that? Mm, Yes. Okay. If you were experiencing a negative emotion at any time during the day, and it can be anything, it can be disappointment, anger, fear, sadness, it can be anything at all. It doesn't have to be specific. It can be annoyance. It can be worry. Whatever that is, is you stare at that spot, allow that eyesight to diffuse, and you'll see that that emotion goes away. The reason is, is because we cannot think of two things simultaneously. We're single-minded that way. We have thoughts that run in rapid succession, yes, but not that run at the same time. And so when you do this, you're getting the bigger picture. You're taking the focus, literally taking the focus off of what that thing is, and you're broadening your scope. This is why you can do it while you're driving. It's actually a good thing because you're not focusing on like squirrel, you know? Yeah, it's like you don't have to be idle and yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so then also that's why you can read in it. You know, that's one of the one of the ways that they teach you to speed read and to also be able to comprehend at the same time. Another great tool for students, because when you're reading in periphery, then when you're testing, you go back to periphery and the answers come. It's like a little portal into your subconscious. It's the best, quickest way to get someone, you know, going from panic or anxiety into then back into, you know, this moment here and now. And so when you do that, it's a pattern interrupter. It's a it's a disruptor of that negative cycle down. You can even do it while you're sleeping. So let's just say that you're sleeping and you wake up and you're worried about something and you feel anxious. This is something that shows up in my office a lot. That's why I'm citing these specific examples. So you're sleeping, you're woken up by something, worry, whatever, a noise, and you can't get back to sleep. With your eyes closed, you imagine that spot in front of you, and then you diffuse your eyesight. It really harkens back to counting sheep because that counting sheep is really just to get your eyes to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth metronomically so that you fall back to sleep. So what this is, is basically an easy daytime version of that. Very, very simple to get in touch with that part of you. Now, let's just say that you're sitting like many of us do somewhere and you're waiting for an appointment or your Zoom call or whatever. You can employ this to utilize beforehand in order to get inspiration, aha moments, put yourself into that light trance mode. So you're not out of it, but you're zoned out. You know, it's that daydreamy state. It's that place that all good things come because I'm sure you're much like myself where you don't just want your hopes and dreams to come true. You want the universe's hopes and dreams to come true for you. You want outside channeling influence to come to you. I want to be open for what I'm supposed to do here. I want to be open for how I'm supposed to run my business the best, ways that are new and different than I might consciously be able to think of. That's that place that we're tapping in. We're tapping in for bigger information. So when you think about like uh, sometimes like what, you know, at Sustainable Success, we talk about, you know, we can control what we have and what we know, and we can't control what we don't know and don't have. Maybe that comes later, you know. Is that kind of like what you're mentioning there? Like, it's like trusting that process of, you know, doing what you can and letting go of the rest, but knowing that in time, that process or whatever you like to call it, it's doing its part. Would that be safe to say what I heard or... You can clarify that. One hundred percent right. One hundred percent. Yes, absolutely right. Because here's the thing: we don't want to control it. I mean, as human beings, we're fairly small in our scope of what's yeah. available to us. I mean, really, and all, with all due respect, we we are not. I mean, you know, like you know, one of the biggest sayings is you know, learn to understand what you can control and let go of what you can't is that I don't want to control that because I know that I'm scrunchy. I know that, you know, I was raised in such a way and, you know, have certain filters in such a way and have lived life in such a way that my own perspective can be very scrunchy and very small and very miserly at times. I mean, self-admittedly, right? And so I just want to be able to experience bigger and more and, um, you know, more magical and powerful and more 
exceptional. And so when you put yourself in that mindset to be a receiver of things, and this isn't woo-woo. I mean, this is like real stuff because I'm fairly yeah. pragmatic, hence the, the way the book is written. I do include soul spirit because the soul spirit to a lot of people is, you know, science and cellular regeneration and the mountains and the sky and nature. And, you know, so it can mean a lot of things. But what I do know is that my best moments in life and all of my clients' best moments in life who are very exceptional high performers on the planet, everything that they've experienced that has been outside of themselves has been magnificent. And they will all tell me the one thing is that it was beyond their wildest dreams. It was beyond their biggest comprehension of what they were capable of that they received. That's the Mm. river I want to attach to. That's the channel I want to be on. That's the understanding I want to have that I really think small compared to what the universe has planned. Because here's the thing is that that's like the last chapter in the book is play big. And that chapter is there for a reason is play that, be a a pawn in it. Yeah. I want to, I want to definitely, we're going to definitely talk about that because that is something I want to definitely talk about with the uh, listeners here. We have to go to break here. Again, we're here with uh, Kimberly Friedmutter. Again, she is, uh, the best New York Times best-selling author from Subconscious Power. Use your inner mind to create the life you've always wanted. Again, we're going to get some more information of where you can get uh, your hands on this book and how you want to uh, receive this information. Uh, we got to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. We're talking about subconscious power. Use your inner mind to create the life you've always wanted. And we're here with Kimberly Friedmutter again. She is a New York Times bestseller of the book, what we just mentioned, Subconscious Power. Use your inner mind to create the life you always wanted. And if you're just joining us again, you can listen to this show in its entirety later today here at the Voice American Influencers Channel or, of course, 
on iTunes or Spotify and our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. Just click on the link that you can then replay to listen and share with others. So, Kimberly, we had left off talking about a little bit about the, you know, what the subconscious and conscious mindset is and talking a little bit about, you know, what people can do to really tap into the subconscious power. This has been a really difficult year for so many people. People have lost loved ones and with during COVID and, you know, some people that are prone to depression and other types of things, this year hasn't really helped. So, when it comes to you know people dealing with challenges other than just COVID, they could probably go into this area, what you like to call droughts. And if you could explain a little bit about you know that from your perspective of what droughts are and what people, how people can use them in ways to really grow from there. Yes. So drought is anytime you're experiencing the feeling of lack. This can be, um, I identify it as three different types of drought. I identify it as passing drought, lingering drought, and habitual drought. Passing drought would be what we thought COVID might be, which was, you know, early on something that comes and it goes and we're all fine and, you know, whatever. In normal times, passing drought would be, um, you know, you get a little bit sick or you maybe have a job loss and then you find another or, you know, a fender bender, things like that, that come and go as things do just in our normal lifetime. Lingering drought would be more like what we're experiencing now. Um, Unfortunately, you know, with this just going on and on and now and through the winter, we have this situation where when will it end? Will it end? You know, we're, we're tired and fatigued. That could also in normal times be job loss without finding something else, maybe a sick child, um, you know, that's not terminal, something like that. Now, with habitual drought, we all know people who just stay in that constant lack, you know, space. They just can't quite muster out of it. They come in, you know, complaining and they usually leave you know, really complaining. (laughs) Why do I have to go? You know, everything's a mess. You don't want to tell them about your summer plans. That's for sure. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to the lake. Oh my God, you're going to drown. You know, everything's a problem. And we all know people like that. And that, of course, is termed as habitual drought. The thing is, is that it's it's one thing to undulate during life. And of course, you know, we all, we all experience it. It's just part of it. But to be stuck in a situation is really damaging. And the psyche is, the first thing of the, of the prime directive for the subconscious anyway is your survival. That is its first directive. So even, you know, the subconscious running your body will certainly, will certainly um, do everything that it can cellularly for you to survive. Even when you're in system shutdown, it knows exactly what you need to, to be able to make it the longest. And so you imagine when you're around people who are in drought or in a state of depression, You might want to go in and help them because you're a friend and you're a buddy and a pal, but I warn against it, and I warn against it because when you head towards darkness, they will climb on your back to get out of it, and then there you are. How many times have you been on a phone call with someone who's you know, feels like they're in some kind of trouble. And I'm not saying not to reach out and get someone help at all. But what I mean is you yourself 
When you go in, then all of a sudden you get pulled into that dark space. It happens more than not. And if you'll think about your relationships and the times that you've really, you know, been around for long periods of time, people who are in depressive states, is that's not what they need. They need you to shine so they can look at you and come toward you, come out of the cave, walk out of the water. You see the difference? So you're more of an example of light for them to come toward rather than going into their darkness. There's example after example of this in the book of where, and you'll know, you can feel it yourself. I mean, because the natural tendency is to go and join. You know, the old misery loves company, it certainly does. And it will pull you in and suck you in and keep you there. The the brighter you can shine around those that are you know, uh, having some kind of or suffering from some kind of depressive state or drought, the, the faster they can come towards you, they'll run to it like moth to a flame. They'll run to it because it's so appealing looking when you're in that state. It also shows them a way out. You know, it shows them it's like shining a light in a dark cave. So another part of this if I may, is yes. looking at your trajectory. You know, your trajectory, like a lot of times people don't realize the the way they run through life. So, for example, do you find yourself moving toward good things or do you find yourself running from bad things? Because both both ways will get you from point A to point B, but in one way, you're purposefully moving towards something that's pleasing, which is moving toward, and then in the second way, you're moving away from something that's bad, so you're more in a flail. You're more in a, you know, from the fire to the pan or the pan to the fire, however the saying goes. You know, you're not really paying attention where you're going because you're running from the last thing, so when I look at people especially this year, because, you know, let's just say the light has been shown on so many dark corners this year. People are looking now like, wait, how did I end up here? Oh, I didn't like it there. So I ended up in another place I don't like. I don't like it here. So I'm headed to another place that is what I perceive may be better than the place I came from, but not moving toward. So trajectory is key in ending up sometimes in these depressive states momentarily or habitually. Wow. And yeah, like you said, I mean, you know, it, it starts with that awareness, like how, just like how you're here sharing with us and people listening, people, they hear it, they, you know, they go, okay, I, I'm now I got some inside knowledge. What would be like, like, you know, getting people into like that rhythm, like, you know, kind of breaking like misery loves company, so to speak, breaking them out of that, that, that mold, that pattern from awareness. What would be some of the things you could recommend, you know, when people fall into those droughts? Yes, normally when you're in drought, you're almost the last person to notice. It takes Mm. a while because you're in it. You can't really see it. Mostly the people around you can see it. You know, we're all used to a phone call, you know, here and there from our friends or colleague that things aren't going well. That's just normal. But when you get phone calls from people like that, let's go for a walk. Let's meet for lunch. Let's do this. Let's do that. I mean, obviously, we're limited now on what we can do and with whom. But if you can, offer it light to that person. Because in the offering light, they think, oh, my gosh, yes. Because everything, and I can't stress enough, everything is perspective. I'm an end user 
survivor. Like I love the end user. My, my whole practice is built on the end user. If you're happy, I've done my job. If you're balanced, I've done my job. If you're medium on everything right now, you know, considering how things have been this year, I've done my job. And so when you can offer light to someone to come from their darkness, whatever that is, that's key because people need options. You know, sometimes we feel, and especially with suicidal um, you know, folks, they feel like they're out of options. And I mean, that really is the definition of what happens when people just don't want to be here anymore. There's absolutely no option. And so we feel for that. So offering options to anybody during the holidays or, you know, it, it, even if it's a touch base by phone, it doesn't matter. Offering an option to someone who feels like they don't have is key. And I'll tell you, you know, we look for options outside of us. And yes, people are important that way. But your subconscious is, it's like if I showed up at your office right now and I plunked down this fantastic machine and I said, this machine right here, you have, you don't have to go buy it. You don't have to go do anything with it. Here's the manual. This is the book on how to run this machine. Get this machine running because it literally will save you. You can have joy in these times. You can experience aha moments in these times. You know, remember during bad times, whatever they are, historically, great things have come from that because why? We're in need. And anytime we're in need, that's when people do rise to the occasion. Who rises to the occasion? Those who are tapped into something bigger than ourselves. Whatever that channel of information is, that's where it's at. It feels like it's your, you know, epiphany in your moment, and it is, but it's come to you, and it's come to you for a reason. So being receptive is the key to that. Yeah, that's so true. No, some great, great insight there. And, you know, so in terms of that, like, you know, when when people start to break you know, be, you know, they have the awareness, they begin to kind of see the light, like you said, like if they were in a cave and and see the light. What are some of the things, like, again, like, do you recommend any other things that, like, maybe changing habits, certain things that could help them to not, like, fall back into those patterns or adopting new patterns that will help them to kind of not go back to that drought area? Yes, and so there's a couple things, again, if you want to play for a second, if you just um, close your eyes or go into a space, obviously yeah. not while someone's listening and driving, but closing your eyes and imagine, just try to feel relaxed for a second. We won't go too, too long in relaxing you, but just imagine that like the weather, like imagining the sky and you know how the weather comes and it goes and it shifts and literally changes from moment to moment, which makes it, you know, the first and go-to small talk item, right? Oh, it's warm out. Oh, it's cold out. Oh, it's raining. It's misting. It's humid. All those things. Because the weather is, is mellifluous. It moves. It changes. It ebbs and flows. And we take emotion and we take situations so seriously that we forget that it's nothing more than that of the weather. It changes moment by moment. It ebbs and flows. It comes and goes. Literally a phone call. We've all had them at some point in our life where a phone call, good or bad, changes our perspective in our world. If you imagine in front of you a beautiful blue sky and you look to the right and there's a little puffy cloud and it's a happy little cloud and it looks like it has something written in it. Mm-hmm. And that word written in it is instincts. And you see that happy little cloud bounce across the sky, and then you see it leave. 
And then you see another little puffy cloud on the right side. And it has another word written in it, and that word is decisions. And it bounces across the sky, and then it leaves. And then you see a little flash of some thunder, a little lightning, a little dark cloud bounces across the sky. Ooh, scary, scary, scary. And then it leaves. And then you see other little clouds starting to form. What are they going to say? We don't know, and it doesn't really matter because it comes and it bounces across the sky and it leaves. So during the course of your day, when things start to look stormy, they start to look flashy to you, they start to look ominous or monolithic, remember that it's just the weather. It comes, bounces across the sky, and then it leaves, good and bad. So when the puffy clouds are coming, and maybe the puffy cloud is, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to go have ice cream, or oh my goodness, I'm going to start my fitness uh, regimen today, I'm going to exercise, whatever that thing is, it's going to bounce across, notice it, and then it's going to leave, whether it's joy or sadness, it doesn't matter, it's temporary, it's situational, it fluctuates. That ability to flex, so go ahead and open your eyes now. Okay. That ability to flex, because we know that if we're static, if we're stoic, we get brittle, we get stuck, and then we snap and we break. But if we stay fluid and we stay flexible and we use our exceptional ability to recoup and recover and regain, that's the part of us that we tap into to survive this and all of the other things that will come throughout our lifetime. Well, that was some great insight. And uh, I love the analogy with the clouds. And, and it's so true. I kind of like think of it like, you know, there's sunny weather and then there's stormy weather. And, and you know, you're, you're, you can't control that, right? There, there's going to be – you can only control your – in this case, your attitude, what you say – and 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 what you're grateful for that type of thing and you got to let go of the rest you just got to go with the flow and trust that process so it was so well said um and we have a couple minutes left to uh, our next break but anything you want to elaborate on or summarize to what we what you talked about in this segment well, one of the main things about, you know, looking at where you are, because, you know, some people, like I'd mentioned, don't really recognize that they're in drought, is to really take accountability, and not accountability as in I did this, but more accountability as in accounting, that am I this way? Has this happened to me? Have, could I be more positive? Is my partner rolling their eyes behind my back because they just can't hear it anymore, right? So, that, that accounting of your own stuff and that, is that me? Could I be better? Could I expand? Could I, you know, because all of this really is the most selfish uh, self-help book you would ever, ever read because it's only you. It's not your children. It's not your family. It's not your coworkers or colleagues. It's only about you. We're so individualized and so literally speaks to every single person. So knowing your own stuff, warts and all, I like to say, is is the first step really of any helpful protocol, but it really is here because it's singularly you. 
And so when you can say, and I mean, I do it to this day. I'm the expert at it, but I also do it, I mean, continuously. The other day I had a moment and I thought, oh my gosh, that was really negative. I can't believe, you know, that I still fall into that. And I do. It's just human nature. And especially when we're exposed to others, which of course, you know, we're pack driven. So that's, that's nonstop and, and it should be. But here's the thing. Be aware of your own thing you do, that own habitual way you've, you know, slunked into, because the difference between the slack you give yourself and that space is the difference is this exact span of unhappiness you feel. So the, the big tap on the shoulder is, are you unhappy? And when you become unhappy, if you're not constantly unhappy, when you become unhappy, notice, uh-oh, okay, got to look at yep. this. And then when you yep. look at it, that's how you get out of it. Wow. Well, this is some great insight. Again, you're listening to Kimberly Friedmutter again. She is a global acclaimed celebrity hypnotist. Again, the New York Times bestselling author of Subconscious Power. Use your inner mind to create the life you've always wanted. We have to go to break, but when we come back, we got more to come. And again, you can listen to this show in its entirety later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. Our show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to helping families create more interdependent family structures free from limiting beliefs. Feel free to check them out at uh, efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. So, Kimberly, we were, you know, talking a lot, a lot of great stuff and insight from your book, Subconscious Power, Use the Inner Mind to Create the Life You Always Wanted. I wanted, you you were going to talk about right now uh, uh, your perspective on judgment, and it's quite interesting. So I'm really looking forward to this, and I know our guests will, too. And then also the, uh, the power of giving, giving and receiving simultaneously. If you could talk about first judgment from your perspective and why how this relates to everything we're talking about today. 
Well, I'm here to bring judgment back. And the reason is, is because it's our first line of defense for those that are in our lives. And, you know, obviously we're pack driven. We rely on others. Our life is all about others from the time that we arrive to the time that we leave. And when you exercise judgment on who you're around, who you're with, who you spend your time with, this actually harkens back to drought as well, because again, you know, some people think, boy, if I didn't have to listen to, you know, John all day, I might have gotten something done or I might have had a better perspective about things. You know, that we are influenced by others so heavily. And so one of the things that's gone away with this tackling and chattering of the conscious world and those around us, everyone seems to know what's right for us, is the fact that the sense of judging for ourselves has fallen by the wayside. And what I mean by that is going back to the fact that your subconscious mind's prime directive is your survival. However, when you turn the volume down on your subconscious thoughts and instincts and primal directives, you also turn down that sense. How many times do you shake someone's hand? Well, actually, fist bump now or elbow bump or whatever you do, but you're in contact with someone who you know isn't good for you, who isn't for your ecology, who, you know, your sense of agency kicks in and says, wait a minute. And this can be a short-term, a mid-term, or a long-term relationship. It doesn't really matter, but you know better. And that primal scream inside of you says, run, run, run. And sometimes you find then that trajectory moving toward that person. These are all elements in the book that really add up to who you are and how you feel about your day, hence your week, hence your month, hence your life. And it's very powerful because, one, there was a great book written by Gavin DeBeck, if you know who he is, from The um, Gift of Fear was the name of the book. And I cite that in this book because he talks about that primal expectation that we listen to our instincts, even if our eyes tell us different, even if your Aunt Sue tells you different, even if your colleague tells you different, understand your impulses. Because using the book, you can learn how to know if someone's good for you in the short term, in the medium term, or midterm, and in the long term. This will save you countless bits of agony, pain, disappointment, years of time. I mean, how many times have you proven yourself so you had the instinct, maybe the hair rose on the back of your neck when you met someone, you engaged with them on whatever level, and three years later, you say to yourself, I told you so. (laughs) You know, you say, I remember when I met this person, you know, my bank account was full or my my life was happier or whatever, right? Is that we've, we've gone so PC that we've literally diffused our little sense of of agency about every single thing we do. It can be, you know, even in your own body, how you feed your body, when you want to work out. I mean, it extends beyond people, but that sense of judgment. So the chapter is called Judge Thyself and Thy Neighbor because you really have it for a reason. You know, we're all basically eight years old inside. We have this little person that was before, and by eight years old, meaning not necessarily chronologically eight, but could be six, could be 11, but that time before you turned PC on how to play well with others, that time when you were yours, that time when your toy was your toy. I don't want to give my toy to the other one, and I'm not saying be miserly or selfish, but what I'm saying is be aware. Crank up that ability to look at yourself as 
the the solid and then look at that other person again as the coming and going because we we've so forgotten that and we've so turned that down that most of the people that end up in my office are people who say this one did that and that one did this and I said did you have any inkling did you have any notice was there any call of the wild to your interior subconscious anywhere at all oh my gosh yes all the time every day oh my goodness you know the hair stood on my arm that's that. So have your own sense of agency about those that you cavort with, those that you attach to. This is fantastic in business. You know who you need to reach out to. You know in the short term, the midterm, and the long term who's good for you. Having that confidence to step forward in that and have that ecological sense for yourself. I mean, you're the driver of that bus. And so I say use that. It's a part that we've really let really get super um, quiet inside and we really turn down the volume. Oh, don't be like that. Oh, that's not nice. All of these things. Also, you can pick up Gavin DeBecker's book. I mean, it's amazing in the sense of that gift of fear. That's the gift, that gift of that inner knowing, that GPS that tells you go this way, go that way, go away, you know, go closer. Yeah, no, that's so great. And and that's an interesting perspective that you shared. You know, now that you hear it, it it's so it's so true. And and you know, because again, people when they hear judgment, they feel like you know you're you know you're putting someone down or holding something against something. But in a way, it's around it's again building you know building uh like like an environment so to speak around you that you know like like a, a community so to speak uh, that you know with with the people that you can align with. Uh, so, you know, in this way, you know, it allows you to do that. No, I think that's wonderful. Anything yeah. else that you want to elaborate on that? Or I'd like to also talk about you in, you, you talk about giving and receiving. And I do want to dive into that as well, that you could talk to the audience about, you know, the power of giving and receiving and your take on that. Yes. And so what happens with most people, the chapter is actually called Give to Get. And we forget that nature works on a reciprocal basis. Nature works on an energetic cycle. And that cycle shouldn't be broken. If it's broken, it doesn't stand and it doesn't work. And so what I mean by that, and this is to colleagues in business, this is to mothers, this is to fathers, these are to chronic overgivers, these are to chronic under under getters. <laughs> you know, people people <laughs> all the time, you know, will end up and I mean I can't tell you the book really came of, you know, basically client experience because, you know, so many people saying the same thing over and over again and it just needed to be written about and needed to be out there for everyone. And the, the issue at hand is that we feel, again, PC, like, oh, we have to give, 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 and not get back. And it just doesn't sustain itself. And so now you can imagine, and especially with the holidays coming, is it's okay to say, what do I receive in return? How does this work for me? How do we keep this cycle going? This, this is how the conversation can go. And I just literally had one yesterday is the conversation can say, okay, this is fantastic and I'd love to do this. How can, how can you reciprocate? How can we make this cycle keep happening? How can we keep the energy going on this? Those are all terms that you can use if you feel funny about it, but it's not the truth to feel that you've been slighted because you've given too much. And I know that every mother listening, probably every father listening is having this feeling and it's just not an ecological real truth 
to be in that cycle of just the give. So if so, what happens is then you end up in my office all irritated and upset that you feel depleted. You feel like you're entering drought. You feel like nobody has a flashlight to give you to give you to get you out, and you feel like you're just like stuck and that you don't see an end to it. We all know that feeling. Like I gave and I gave and I gave and I gave and I'm out. Well, change that with the stipulation of the reciprocal effect. Nature does it. You know, even the tomato knows this. Something as simple as a tomato. The the tomato ripens, it starts to, you know, experience necrosis, it falls off the vine, it gives sustenance and energy and now nutrients to the root of the plant to grow another good tomato. Even in death, the tomato knows to give, right? (laughs) So if a tomato can do it, you can do it too. Because most people come tapped out. They come in that overgiving state and they just can't bring themselves, you know, it's just not a natural thing Actually, it's very natural, but it's it's now unnatural because of our state of being to ask for something back because you, you just feel good. You feel like a sense of equality. You feel like this, oh, we could do this again. Oh, this is, you know, it's back to like bartering. It's the same yeah. thing bartering was built on. You know, that's a, obviously, you know, you go to work, you get a paycheck. You do this, you get that. You know, it has to be. And so when people think that this energy can sustain itself and good feelings and good nature can sustain itself without that, it's amazing to me. And so one of those ways, if you find yourself suffering in this chronic overgiving, and again, this is perfect time for the holidays, please, please, please hear this. Understand that you get to get also. Give to get is the chapter on that, and it literally will save the way you feel about those people that you work with and that you love. Wow. Wow, that's such such great insight. And that is something, again, you know, and you're going to find out more where you can get your hands on this book. We're going to be finding out more. Uh, You know, Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule today to share you know, this insight and knowledge from, from your book, Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You Always Wanted. I'd like to give you some time to, you know, let the audience know where they can, you know, get their hands on this book, anything else you'd like to offer them and where they can get in contact with you. Oh, sure. Well, thank you. So, yes, so the book is available at retailers nationwide, of course, online everywhere. It, I guess Amazon had sold out three different times and the book went into three printings since September. You know, it's a time where we're real just, you know, really awake now and we say, okay, you know, how can I feel better? And you already have it. I just want to stress that it's not anything you have to go out and get. You don't have to do anything. Just you already have this mechanism. It's the best thing ever. You do not have to leave your house to enjoy (laughs) this wonderful mechanism and part of your mind. And so anyway, my website is KimberlyFriedmutter.com and there's a newsletter sign up. And so I send those newsletters out often and it always has the latest, greatest kind of insights and tips and, uh, you know, different hypnotic techniques and things that you can do so easily. Everything's like three minutes or less. I just was a big proponent of not writing a lot of things down and not journaling and all these things because you have this super fine mind and I'd love for everyone to be able to just use that super easy. And then, of course, um, Instagram and Twitter and all of that is at Kim Friedmutter, but otherwise KimberlyFriedmutter.com. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. We want to p- pleasure having you on the show. We cannot wait to listen to the show in its entirety later again uh, today. Again, you can listen to the show on demand later today from the link that brought you here. 
And again, we want to thank you guests each and every week joining us here. The Sustainable Success Way Without You, our show would not be where it is today. We're here to serve you and help elevate your business and personal life to the next level. Again, we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. We will not be airing, of course, on Thanksgiving next week. We'll be back the following week with another great guest and to share their insights and wisdom to help you. And we hope everyone enjoys the rest of the week and be safe. And we will all get through this for a prosperous 2021. All right, everyone, have a great day and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.